Welcome to the Special Delivery Podcast. I am your host, Special. And on this show, I like to do one of two things. Either I'm delivering you brand new music that's dropped or I'm sitting down with artists to break down their latest music. And that's what we're doing on this episode. Vali Kanja joins me to talk about all his latest music, plus his group with Young Guru. And we honestly really talk a lot about empathy and creative processes and everything that goes into making music so let's jump into it hey what's going on this is Vali Contra uh artist producer singer songwriter um here kicking it with uh with special for the special delivery podcast Vali Contra is here how you doing I'm good how are you doing I'm great I'm so excited to talk about you gotta get into it first song I want to talk about is Uptown produced by you and Young Guru featuring is it Mele? Melly, yep. Let me tell you something real quick. That one is such a good vibe because you explain it as for the bud lovers. And a lot of times with weed music, it's very slow, which we understand. But this one is so upbeat and so fun. Just a good vibe. What was it like making that one? It, it was fun. It was interesting because it was an idea that that young guru had where it was just kind of like the underlying piano was very dark. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we should funk this up. You know, so I had my guy Gavidia play bass and guitar on it, and it just gave it the kind of chord progression that it needed. And and I don't know that I had the concept for the song while I was thinking, like, production-wise, what it was going to be, but it definitely needed to move and, and have an extra layer. So once we did that, I was just like, man. And to be honest, to be completely upfront, I don't want to say I'm faking the funk because I smoke, mm-hmm. but I don't smoke. I'm not like a daily yeah. smoker. I'm not a functional smoker. So I have to plan it. You know, if I'm in a social setting and I know later that day I have to mix a song or, or finish production, I saw I'm like, okay, I'm going to be half as productive mm-hmm. with this right now. So I, a lot of times I'm like, nah, 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 I'm good. I'm more of a whiskey, you know, drinker. But I, I really wanted to make a track that was fun, but that was also talking about some real shit, especially with marijuana and, and kind of the, the stigma that's been attached to it and has been racialized through political agenda of uh, a well-known racist and has led to the prohibition of, of marijuana in this country. I'm always trying to sneak in some real topical things in the music, but at the same time, trying to make people move a certain way. And I'm still learning how to do that, you know. But, uh, yeah, it came out fun. And it's, like, it's very musical. You know, we had to get the guitar solo in there. But that's pretty much it. Like, that's how, how I approach all the music. I think that that's beautiful, though, because that's the reason why I love your music is you're able to incorporate real shit. But it doesn't have to take over the whole song. Like, it's still a fun, funky record. But you're not shying away from the fact that there's real shit attached to this. So yeah. I, I think you do a great job of that. And you're Thank you. Thank you. No Shoot. problem. Appreciate Were you guys that. all in the studios together for this one, or was it a 
file sharing thing? Yeah, it was uh, both. You know, in this day and age, it's like you do what you can when you can. And specifically, Guru is, you know, there's busy and then there's like an, that other level of busy where especially not just in terms of time, but location. So it's one of those things where he and I will work a lot out here, but there's so many things that he's doing that it's like, okay, oh, that's dope. Whatever that beat is, send me that. I'm going to mess with it when I can. And then when we get back in, we'll make certain adjustments or like, what do you think? I might call him or something and be like, yo, like change this. And then it's like multiple sessions to just get it right. So I like to write by myself. Like I'll write with people in the studio, but I think sometimes like I, I, I just kind of want to get into a meditative thing where I'm like, all right, what do I want to... And, and it's not the most artistic thing. Sometimes it's like, I want to say something no matter what, I'm going to get it done. So it's, you know, but it ended up being very cool, especially in collaborating with another artist, Melly, who's super dope. She's got so many musical influences and she has this very like unique voice. And so it just added that extra layer. Like if I didn't have her on it, it would be, if not a completely different song, it would be definitely not as far left. You spoke a little bit about your writing process, writing alone. Is there a certain place alone? Is it the studio? Is it a certain room? Like what does your writing process really look like for the most part? It's usually like in my home studio. That's where, I, where I'm comfortable, especially like if I have, like if I'm writing a whole song and I have a day to just be like, okay, I'm going to write, all right, I'm going to take a break, I'll come back. And I have the worst looking notebook because it's just scattered. It's, it doesn't even make sense. It's like a map to nowhere. <laughs> it's just all these scribbles and the scratches. It's crazy. And then I clean it up and then I record it. And you know, what's interesting is that sometimes I even record another day. Like I'll just do a, a voice memo of what I've written and then I'll come back to it because like I do so many different things like I produce I write I rap I sing um, I mix and those are different hats and you have to have a different mentality when you're tackling each part that I don't like to really blend them together too much if I can help it but it's been a learning process to kind of switch those hats like efficiently. Well, that's super interesting. You answered my next question, which was going to be if you wrote in the phone or if you wrote in a notebook. And I love that. I do actually write in the phone. Sometimes it depends, you know, but I prefer writing in a notebook because I'm definitely a faster writer than I'm typist, you know, and it's just like from thought to paper, the process is much quicker if I can just write it down. And I love that you talked about being multi-talented, but doing that in different spaces and being like, okay, I want to write this today, maybe record it tomorrow. And really, I think it's important because we get so bogged down on doing all these things at once and just trying to fit so much into a day and to hear that you're so talented at all these things and you actually take the time to do each one and not mix them too much I think is super fascinating and super important to the creative process so I love that a lot oh thank you I'm kind of working on it though because I don't want to like be limited by it either I think it's a confidence thing doing it for a certain amount of time you put in a certain amount of hours then there's confidence in each aspect and I think it would be crazy to be able to just go from point A to point B like in one day that would be crazy maybe one day that'll happen but I'd like to blend it 
be a little more, more efficient about it. But no, thank you. I, I, I appreciate, you know, that appreciation. I think it's definitely a growth thing, but I think it's important that you're saying that you do make space for each of those instead of forcing yourself to do it. If you grow into it, that's super dope. I think that that's super important for creators to hear because like I said, we get so into doing everything at once and doing it as fast as we can. It's like, no. Oh. Take the space. When you grow, you grow, and it's all good. Thank you, especially for you. Like I'm sure you can't even count how many artists you've discussed their processes with them. So it's like, thank you. I love the in-depth part, too, because you come across artists who are just like, eh, I just make stuff. And it's like, okay, cool. So I appreciate you being in-depth right. actually walking <laughs> us through that. No, but hey, to each his and her own. Like, if they can do it that way, that's amazing. And then that leads us to No Complaints with Will Woodland. Kiss the- Every day is rehearsal. Will you stay for the show? Or will you bear that commercial? This daily living don't move me. I'm in a state of inertia. Every doubt running through me. So I created these hurdles. Can't live life. Counting minutes to happy hour. It's so airy and breezy and just feels good. What was the idea behind that one? So just to give a little backstory on what's been going on with me the past few years, like I transitioned from the East Coast, specifically Connecticut, New York, the tri-state area four years ago, something like that. I was working on writing other people's music for for a while and just kind of just trying to soak things in, seeing other people's workflow. And then I came to a point where I said, I want to see what the music scene is out here, like straight from the the ground up where like I wanted to go to open jams frequently like I go with Gavidia and 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 we just do an acoustic set and just meet people and it was great because I hadn't really I had a little bit of that on the east coast but not as much as out out here we were performing sets where uh, you know it was fully acoustic and it was intimate and you could really connect with people that were a few feet away from you and I'm not going to go too in-depth with how I met Will, but it was through that kind of, you know, environment. Will Woodland is just like this incredible musician, singer, songwriter, producer. He's a great jazz guitarist. Like jazz is his, where he comes from, his, his origin. It might have been the first session that I had with him where he came in and he produces and he, like we were just in the studio and, and he just started playing, yeah, I think it was on guitar, just that chord progression. And it was just like, oh man, like this is this is a cool vibe. I don't remember exactly how we came up with the no complaints idea, but if you're going through something, if you're going through trials, tribulations, just depressed about something, that like no one's gonna take care of that for you. And you need to be able to first and foremost appreciate what you have and the resources that you have. And that's kind of where it came from. Where like, all right, me personally as an artist. I do all these different things and I was like, man, like I just want to come out with something that feels good. It's just like vibey. But at the same time, again, I want to talk about something real. And yeah, that's kind of like, you know, stop complaining. Like just go do what you, what you're trying to do. 
you try to have a little fun along the way. Don't take yourself too seriously. But then, you know, of course, I had to get serious with certain lines. But that was really it. I feel like it's it's a unique song for me as an artist. Like, I, I, I don't think necessarily have another song that's like that. Speaking of No Complaints, though, you hinted on it being about self and i think that that's such an important thing to take from that song is no matter what you're going through and no matter what you may be feeling it really starts with yourself at what point did you realize you wanted to incorporate that message into the song i think it was just already there i feel like that was my mentality for a, a little while like it's been a long journey musically personally and i think you have to get into a space where it becomes about self in that you are ultimately responsible for yourself and, and the life that you live. And that's empowering, but it's also scary to look at it that way because you can't blame anybody else. So I think you look at successful people, and I feel like there's a recurring thread of you have to take things into your own hands. You can't blame anyone else. You can't worry about or dwell on on any one particular thing and you can't let your past dictate your present or your future you just have to learn and i think you know i'm not preaching because it's 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 easier said than done because of honestly it's years of conditioning it's it's going through the life that you've lived up until this point and it's hard to cancel out or substitute internal dialogue and that's really what it comes from because a lot of the music is and this is interesting because we'll, we'll get into this but maybe no complaints is kind of like a transition i haven't really thought about this but it's kind of a transition from the stuff that i had done in the past which was really like super introspective where i was just thinking about what i'm going through and then as a next step how other people can relate to that but i I've kind of been trying to step outside of myself and start songs from the perspective of like what other people are going through. And I think that No Complaints is kind of the last piece of that introspective side. And I look at music now, what I want to do with music, I want it to represent empathy. I want everybody's going through something. So, you know, somebody cuts me off on, on the freeway. Or, or somebody's an asshole or whatever I got. Maybe not in that moment, but afterwards I'm like, okay, he's, this person's mad or projecting something. So that's kind of where I want the music to be in general. I just want it to be, okay, I'm speaking for others. But yeah, I love No Complaints. Like I hadn't released music in a while and it was a great thing to start with to kind of set the mental stage for it, so. I love that you mentioned empathy. Honestly, empathy will save your life. Because in this day and age, political climate, what's going on nationwide, globally, it's like, I feel like you got empathy, but then if it's not the opposite, it's it's pretty close to the opposite, is kind of this pretentious, like, I know it all. I know. I know the answer. You don't know shit. And I feel like the world would be a better place if we all stood in each other's shoes a bit more. One of the things that I battle with personally, and it shows through the music, and I talk about this in the music, is I'm super cynical to a fault. And I'm working on that because I think there's, you know, it doesn't always benefit. <laughs> it might benefit the art, but it doesn't always benefit me personally. Actually, Gavidia, you, you told me about, was it a quote or something where it was like, cynics tend to be the biggest idealists or something like that? And I think that's where it comes from because, you know, 
I grew up this like geeky, like nerdy kid and bullied when I was younger. And it was like this whole thing of I had all these ideas. And I'm like, why are, why are people always fucking with each other? Like, why are always like people always like mean to each other? Like, why can't it? Oh, I, I'm projecting like, oh, I should be the, this is the way people should be with each other. So I'm going to be this way. Oh, and then when I'm this way with this person, I get let down. And it's like, and it's coming to terms, but that creates a cynicism. Mm-hmm. And that makes it difficult to be, you know, to have that kind of empathy that you should have. But I just feel like, and I'm, I'm getting really deep right now outside of the music, but it's crazy to me because you turn on the television and it's just reflective of society. Everybody's like, it's all about bravado and like, I'm the shit, uh, you know, dick swinging. Like, I know I have the code. And people are rewarded for that because their society is kind of like looking for that. That's kind of capitalism. Not that I'm anti-capitalism, but it's just like, when do we evolve and get to the point of like, shoot, we're all going through some shit and, and we need to help each other. The ultimate ultimate is not like survival of the fittest because that's where we came from. But that doesn't make sense. How are we evolving to that? It really just honestly segues perfectly into the song, The Coup d'etat. Because you describe that as the middle finger to fascism, an ode to free thought, boom bap with progressive rock, with vintage sonic canvas of a 1970s groundhouse film. Wow, that sounds good. Who wrote that? It was either you or somebody you know, and it's incredible. I don't know. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, coup d'etat is interesting because you know and to speak to what you're talking about it's funny because the song is not specifically about any one thing it's more about an attitude it's a rebelliousness and that's not just with within the lyrics but within like the mishmash of all these different influences it's near and dear to my heart because it's like one thing you have to understand about all these songs that we're talking about they're relatively old these are songs that we've been sitting on for two to three years because there was a, a period where I was focusing on what I wanted to do, what the next step was, and like I was doing production stuff and working with Guru, and that it was finally like, yo, like this does no one any good to just have this stuff sitting on a computer. And the uh, coup d'etat, interestingly enough, was so the history with Guru and me is that I've known him probably a little over five years at this point, and it was very organic how we started working on music and he he would send me tracks and be like yo you think you can mess with this and I was like yeah yeah, yeah. and the coup d'etat like the original version of it was the first one where he's like he got off the plane and he was like he called me and was like yo what like this is crazy like this is like we need to like do more so it's symbolic in that we needed to work on more music and just like work with each other more I have to give a big shout out to Jacob Rosenberg, who is the director of 
I'm not gonna talk too much about the video because like out of respect for him because he's very like the video is crazy, mm-hmm. but he he's like yo like let's get people talking about this. This is like super substantial. Like this is very relatable in in this day and age. The video really adds to that layer of what the song means in terms of like what's going on in this country and the world. It's great to have that extra visual interpretation of the song, especially as it relates to like the coup d'etat with Guru and me. You talk about how sometimes when you write, you have certain points that you want to hit, certain lines that you want to hit. This one has so many deep, important lines. Is there anything that sticks out to you as a favorite or something you definitely wanted to hit? (sighs) That's a good question. Um, There's a section and I don't want to say I regretted not doing this, but right at the end of the second verse where I just kind of go into this refrain of like, I'm screaming out, no school. And I wanted to throw in the Pink Floyd shit, you know, we don't need no education. And I didn't because I was like, uh, I'm going to be professional about this and not get into a thing where like I'm sampling something or whatever. But that kind of rebelliousness and definitely like the music that I've done with Gavidia over the years, he's he comes from a rock background. And shoot, like hip hop and rock, like those are two extremely like rebellious <laughs> genres. It's just like, that's super middle finger. It's like, it doesn't need to be clean. It, it's genuine. And I don't know if it's like a specific part of the song as much as the overall song having so many different influences and just being like letting it be what it is i don't know what playlist it belongs on i don't know where i I don't i do think about those things Mm -hmm. because again we're going back to switching hats and it's like you got to wear different hats and sometimes you got to put on your a and r hat or your management hat but the song is what it is like i wouldn't make that song today i wouldn't make a song that i made a month ago the same way today so that's kind of where it's like getting ready to release these songs that i've been sitting on for a number of years i'm like it is what it is it has that feel to it and the coup d'etat is like a real representation of that and again like the initial feeling of like with guru and video is like yo this is aggressive so let it be aggressive but rightfully so aggressive and just to hear that you guys made these songs two three years ago it's crazy because unfortunately in america things have only kind of went downhill so it's only becoming more appropriate as far as all the different ideals within the music it's incredible that it was done so long ago and i think that pink floyd reference is super dope too even to not incorporate it but to know that that's where your mindset was that's super dope. Like, I love oh, that. Thank a lot. you. Thank no you. Problem. And then I love a good familiarity, a good little interpolation with the Method Man line. What was it like inserting that one? I honestly don't know. I'm trying to think in the writing process why I brought that up. Maybe that's like the old school mentality of um, throwing toys in, in a verse. And as a rapper specifically, that was the first influence of my writing style is the kind of like golden era, mid 90s, specifically late 90s hip hop. You can kind of tell in my vocal delivery that's where it comes from and that's never gonna go away. It's like, you know, getting rid of your accent after leaving your country at age 20 something, like you're never gonna, 
you know. So that period of time is always going to be near and dear to my heart because that was me as a kid writing in my notebook, like not thinking about anything else. Like, oh, I want to sound like so-and-so. Oh, big pun is, wow, holy shit, this is crazy. This, the rhyme schemes is like cannabis, wow, what? I've never heard that word, much less like using a rap song or like, you know, Nas or like, I'm always going to kind of throw those things in there when I can or when I feel inspired to. But yeah, no, it's fun. It's so good. And then as far as the name Kuretsav, where did that come from? Of course, it fits the music so far perfectly. But what was that process like between you and Young Guru? So Kuretsav, it's an overthrow of government. In our minds, it's expanding it to just an overthrow of any kind of thought process of, of like not being dogmatic about anything, like not being like, okay, hardlining, like this is how things are and will always be. So coup d'etat overall is that, one, it is pushing back against an accepted way of thinking about whatever it is. I don't know, like it could be, shoot, I was just on the way over here talking about the institution of marriage or like it's being commercialized, but it's like whatever it is, it's like questioning it, right? And then the flip side of that is the humility of saying like, okay, I don't have the answer. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. But at least let's talk about it. Because right now we talk at each other and we should be talking with each other. And the only way to do that is to really like just start a conversation and see how far you get. But to me, it's like there's no superheroes here. Like, and I'm very clear about that in the representation, whether it's visually or whatever. I, it's a conversation. So we should at least be able to question these things that we've set as like standards and parameters like we have to be able to say okay things change times change the majority of things we're talking about right now it's just all man-made like notions and that's really all it is and i don't know what it'll morph into but that's where we are now i gotta tell you like the conversations i have with guru especially we get a little whiskey we will go off on tangents and talk about any and everything. And mentally, as like as a writer, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that should be in a song. Let's talk about that. It could be a relationship thing. It could be a political thing, anything. And it's kind of weird because like, there's like a lot of escapism with music. And I get it because who the hell wants to think about all these things that, that are just thrown at us constantly and you'd be depressed about it. I get it. But I enjoy a good conversation about it. You know, there's only so so much I can talk about, like something that's going on with some, yeah, like reality TV, the sports game. Like, it's just, no. I love the openness of it, though, in the two factors of you not having the answers and not knowing where the conversation is going to lead us. I think that those factors are fascinating because we do spend so much time trying to predict things or control things. And, you know, I have to know this or I have to know where it's going. And it's like, no, there's this openness of just starting the conversation wherever it goes. If you don't know, it's okay. It's just a conversation about things that we've been taught and things that have been reinforced and things that sometimes we don't even realize are so deeply ingrained in us that it's like, why? I just think that part of it is super fascinating. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then on Guru's Instagram, he wrote that all the music is done. The music that we had been working on is done. 
mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of music to be made. I was just talking to him about this, where it's like all of this music that we've been sitting on, I'm so excited to just release, to finally release. But I'm excited also because everything is about content now. And you could theoretically, depends on who you are, uh, make a song, mix it, master it, and then just release it that same day. You could. I get, it takes some planning. But with that kind of like speedy process, I want to be able to, with everything that I'm doing, to just keep it as real time as possible where like, okay, this is like as fresh. This is like fresh produce. Like this is still in my heart, on my mind. And so I'm excited for that. And there's there's a lot of music that I'm like lyrically – but also just production-wise, I'm like, man. And it's challenging the things that we've done in the past. So it's not going to be the same. Like, none of it's going to be the same as, as the songs that we've been dropping and the songs that we're going to drop for in the next few weeks either. But this year is going to be crazy in terms of there's a lot of new music that hasn't... There's skeletons, but that hasn't been finalized. You know, and the beauty of that is... If I make it today and then it sits there for two, three months, it's going to be different from, okay, I'm going to work on this specific batch of songs and it's going to drop next month. This is a freshness to it, you know, because I have to be honest, like there's a solid part of me that hates everything I do as an artist. And there's this dissatisfaction of like, oh, what if I did this? Or like, what if I change this? Like, you know, there's always that, like, uh, and it's kind of catering to, like, getting away from that a little bit, but there's always this feeling of, it's like your wardrobe. Man, I wore that? <laughs> like, like last year? Like, God, I would never wear that. Like, it's a, a similar sort of thing, right? Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't post, you know, something you wore eight years ago now and be like, oh, this is so fresh. This is, this looks great, you know? So that's where this is coming from. No, I think that's such an important part of growth. I've had this conversation a couple of times on the podcast, just about when you start out, you have to suck. So it's like looking back on things and not enjoying them. That's part of the process. There is a level of growth to where when you look back on something, you kind of have to know what you can do better now. It, it's just part of it. Yeah. Yeah, well said. Anything else you want to tell the people? Definitely be on the lookout. Go to volleycontra.com to just check out this V-O-L-I, Contra, C-O-N-T-R-A.com to just stay up on the new releases. And this is an independent movement, and it's very authentic. And 2019 is going to, we're going to have a lot of new material, new content. And specifically, like, we have a couple more songs coming out in the very, very near future. Uh, But we have No Complaints, Uptown, the Coup d'etat on all the streaming outlets and iTunes and all that. So definitely check it out. And and I'd love to hear from any and everybody. And just let me know what you think. And even if you hate it, like, I want to hear from you, like, engage. Like, this is also part of the conversation is that, like, we shouldn't be like so divided from each other. I, I think some hip hop dudes could 
deal with going to a club where they play country or like <laughs> you know interesting conversations come from that even collaboratively like you know you make some interesting music so all of that starts with openness if you're open to it then you see what happens and it'll blow your mind what you're capable of and what what can happen what kind of collaboration like you said the more open we get the better things are because it does get so divisive and it's just it's so yes and no okay but what about maybe like yeah really taking the time to be like uh well maybe so i think that's a super important thing yeah and then the other thing is i want to say is like thank you special so much for for having me this is like it's it's definitely an honor to to be able to especially like in kind of like this open platform sort of thing and just talk you know because it's like uh, these guys over here i'm sure tired as hell of hearing me talk so (laughs) just yap in my mouth I don't believe that for a second, but I understand the sentiment. Shut up, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, thank you so much. It, it's so just enjoyable for me to not only have conversations about music, but really have them travel into real life and really become, honestly, they're therapeutic for me. I sit down to my therapist and she's like, oh, who, who did you talk to today and what was the conversations? Because these conversations really take me to places that i don't even know i can go to so for you to really get in depth and tell these stories and share your philosophies is just incredible so thank you oh yeah you are my therapist today thank you (laughs) i don't know if i'm qualified Uh, but i'll take it nah you're qualified you're good and thank you so much for checking out this episode volley also showed me a bunch of new stuff that he's working on so you're gonna want to stay up with him so much good stuff coming oh my goodness if you enjoyed this episode make sure that follow or subscribe button on whatever you're listening on and then reach out to me just say hello or tell me what your favorite part was i'm on twitter at special says and on instagram it's at special says at as well as always this episode is dedicated to marlin do what you can to stop senseless acts of gun violence